I want us then to consider three things about Jonah. Three things this morning for us to remember that Jesus is better than Jonah. So what did Jonah do? Well, what he did reluctantly, uh, Jesus did willingly. Key point number one for us is this. Jonah was disobedient to God's call. Jesus was obedient to the point of death. What a contrast, right? I mean, you think of this incredible contrast here. Um, Jonah, been given clear instructions. I want you to go do something uh, to, to let the people of Nineveh, a Gentile city, that, uh, the, that um, morality has declined, and you need to tell them to worship the one true living God. Let's, let's pick up Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it. For their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa, found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare. He went down into it to go to them to Tarshish, to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Now let's pause there just for a moment. If we're reading through those first three verses, was, was there anything that jumped out to you maybe as, as interesting? Let me, ask you th- let me ask it this way. Where can you go to flee the presence of the Lord? <laughs> right? It mentioned it twice. In that. Did you notice that? To three verses, it mentions it twice. That he is, he's getting on this ship, and he's headed somewhere to do what? To flee the presence of the Lord. Well, wait a second. Surely Jonah, being a prophet, himself would have known Psalm 139. Psalm, what does that say? Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to, into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths of the earth, you are there. So Jonah would have known that, right? I mean, he surely would have known someone. I mean, you know, that's a pretty common, common passage to know that there's nowhere we can go. What was, I, what was he trying to do then? What was it that if, if he knew... There's no place I can go to get away from the presence of God. I mean, I, if I, if, whatever, wherever I go, his presence is there. And if Jonah really knew that, then what was his purpose? Why was he, why was he running the other direction? That's the question. What was he actually trying to do? And as I, as I think about it and as I, I studied it, I looked at commentaries and tried to get consensus of what was, what was he really after? Here's what I think. I think he wanted to resign from his position as a prophet. I think he wanted to resign. He was a prophet. God had called him. And I think he was saying, God, I'm putting in my resignation. I quit. I'm done. I no longer am going to serve as a prophet for Israel. It's too hard. The priests no longer listen to us. The leaders don't listen to us. The people don't listen to us. Now you've got me sent on this Aaron, to go to the Gentile people, I quit. I'm done. So what's he doing? He is running from God's call. He is running from what God has called him to do. He's resigning. He's finished. Jonah had one basic misunderstanding toward the word of God. Jonah thought that the command that God gave him was a suggestion. 
you know, he thought, hey, be nice if you went over there and told those Gentile people what they should, you know, that they should start worshiping the one true living God. His basic misunderstanding, God was not asking for a volunteer. He wasn't being told, hey, would anybody, would anybody like to go and share the gospel with the, with the Gentiles? He wasn't asking for Jonah's thoughts. He wasn't asking for Jonah's thoughts on sinfulness of the Assyrian people. He wasn't uh, taking a poll or rallying up uh, support for an election. He wasn't doing any of those things. No, God's word to Jonah was simply to be obeyed. And Tarshish was a city in the complete opposite direction of Nineveh. He was done. But don't miss this. It is possible to be completely out of the will of God and have the circumstances around you appear to be working on your behalf. Let me say it again. It is possible to be completely out of the will of God and have the circumstances around you appear to be working on your behalf. Jonah was out of the will of God. But things appeared to be going as planned. What did he do? He got on a ship, headed to the other direction. He was, he was ready to go. He was confident in his circumstances. He was so confident in these circumstances that he went down to the lower decks of this ship and went to sleep. I quit. I'm done. I'm resigning. And you know what? Hey, I paid my fare. I'm getting on this boat and I'm heading the other direction. I'm done. I'm going to go take a nap. He was that confident in the circumstances. But yet he's outside of the will of God. In other words, you can be out of the will of God and still have a false sense of security that includes a good night's sleep. Don't let the circumstances fool you because God is at work. If you're a child of God, he will not allow you to continue in your disobedience. So here's my prayer. My prayer for you and my prayer for our church. And that is that if you are a child of God and you are outside of his will and out of fellowship with the body of Christ, I'm praying that God will awaken you from your slumber and that he will stir within your rebellious heart a desire to heed his word. We are to be like Christ. We're not to be like Jonah. Jonah ran. Christ was willing to be obedient even to the point of death. Listen to John 6, 38. Jesus said, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Woe to that rebellious Christian who fails to heed the word of God.